0: Another trade for the Minnesota Wild as we welcome in Nick Delorier from the Anaheim Ducks. We talk about the train. We talk about the fit. We talk about where he slots into the lineup. Plus, are the Minnesota Wild still in on Marc Andre Fleury? We talk about that and more today on Locked On Wild. You're Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder... Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we recap the Nick DeLaurier trade, talk about where he slots into the lineup, plus we look at whether or not the Minnesota Wild could also be in on Mr. Marc-Andre Fleury after, of course, beating the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday. So we'll uh, talk about all of that as we get closer and closer to the NHL trade deadline on Monday. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering all of your favorite Minnesota sports teams through their highs, through their lows, everything in between, and now fully settled in covering the Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along for an emergency Sunday edition of Locked On Wild. And I say emergency not necessarily because the Wilds. Lost to Chicago or, or anything in that regard, it's because Bill Guerin made another trade, this time with the Anaheim Ducks, bringing in some size, some bite in his own words, uh, Mr. Nick Delorier, who uh, comes to the Wild in exchange for a third-round pick. Now, right off the bat, third-round pick for a guy who is going to slot in as uh, a fourth line guy. I just, I I don't know that you can necessarily put him on any of the other lines unless there's some sort of an injury that requires some roster juggling. Um, But the other three lines seem pretty intact. Nonetheless, um, bring some size, bring some physicality, uh, and some needed elements to this Minnesota Wild team. So, yeah, it maybe was a little bit of an overpay, for the Wilds, but at the end of the day, Bill Guerin viewed it as a move that uh, is going to help this Minnesota Wild team. And so, short of me uh, doing what I just did and saying it it seemed like it maybe was a little too much, Bill Guerin's the one making the moves, and so uh, we welcome in Nick DeLaurier to this Wild mix. Joining Tyson Jost as uh, two players acquired by the Wild to help out here for the rest of the season. Now, a couple of differences between Delorier and Jost. Delorier is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, so this potentially at least um, just more of a rental, depending on how the off season goes, but uh, Delorier comes in at a pretty cheap price tag. Um, had a, um, I believe it was a $2 million average annual value, so uh, the Wilds um, are are not on the hook financially for a whole heck of a lot, um, and uh, it's just the third round pick, so no prospects or anything attached to that. But uh, in looking at DeLaurier and what he brings to the table, um, six foot one, and uh, more importantly, he uh, he slots in at uh, two hundred and fifteen pounds, so he's got some size to him. And um, it, it was really a point of emphasis for the Minnesota Wild to try to address the physicality because as was pointed out a couple of different times by, uh, by listeners and uh, Denny, one of those listeners that pointed it out, this Wild team against playoff opponents in the second half of the season has had trouble being pushed around. Uh, by teams such as the Dallas Stars, I mean, the Nashville Predators, the St. Louis Blues on the Winter Classic. Up and down the list, the Wild have uh, been been starting to get pushed around uh, by their opponents a little bit too much uh, here in the second half of the season. And so the Wild um, clearly wanted to try to beef things up a little bit. And uh, some interesting wrinkles to this as well um, that – I saw on Twitter, and I'll try to reference tweets where I can, but um, I did see you mentioned that you know this will bring Marcus Foligno a little help, so that he's not the only one um, trying to get retribution uh, on uh, on the wild end when players are you know smashed into the boards, things along that line, and so you know Delarue will be somebody that will drop the gloves and will. Not be afraid to uh, to throw his muscle around um, against opponents, and from a lineup perspective, I think it's pretty obvious that Connor Dewar is probably headed back down to Iowa because on that fourth line, I mean, you just acquired Tyson Jost, so you're not going to you're not going to send him down or or take him out of the lineup anywhere. So Tyson Jost is set. I really can't make an argument for getting Brandon Duhame out of the lineup if the wild are trying to add to their physicality because Brandon Duhame is the most physical player on that fourth line, so you all of a sudden trot out there, Brandon Duhame, Tyson Jost, and Nick Delorier to go along with the uh with the grief line and Maybe not as, as good defensively as the grief line is, and that's you know a tall order for anybody because that's one of the, if not the best defensive line in hockey. But they're certainly going to have physicality. And I think it was interesting that the comments made by uh, Bill Guerin and Dean Evason in regards to the trade, um, Guerin said it himself in that uh, the Wilds are acquiring a player with uh, some size and some bite to him. Uh, Garen's saying Nick brings a certain abrasiveness to his game. He brings a physical nature to his game. Leadership sticks up for his teammates. He kills penalties. He's definitely a great add, and he will be an everyday player. So you're trying to turn that fourth line into kind of the roughhousers uh, to go along with the grief line so that you got your top two scoring lines the off line, the Fiala line, those are your scoring lines. They're going to be the ones getting the goals. The grief line's purpose out on the ice is to slow down the opponent's top line. And now you have a line that you can throw out there that is going to just try to annoy the opponent to no end. So Bill Guerin addressing one of the biggest needs on this team uh, in just – size and physicality and for only being a draft pick for not really being tied up to any salary after this year and for being a player that I don't know necessarily that the wild were linked to in any way uh, before the trade um, it's it definitely fits the profile of what Bill Guerin was looking for and so uh, another trade that's two, I think honestly that's a little more active then uh, I figured the wild would be with how some of these other prices for players are going, and uh, we'll have you know there, there's been a ton of activity this weekend, so we're we're gonna try to recap things as we can. That'll probably be a Monday or a Tuesday episode. Just trying to recap everything that we saw in the NHL because there have been a lot of big returns for players who have been traded except in the case of the Philadelphia Flyers for Claude Drew, but we're not going to talk about that because it's Chuck Fletcher and uh, could have seen it coming from a mile away. But all in all, giving up a draft pick for a guy that's going to come in and he's going to be able to help push back, that's the big thing. Is I think in that that skid that the Wild were on, 2-8 and eight in 10 games, we just didn't see a lot of push back from this team. And so... I think this is going to help in that regard. And Delorier certainly, you know, a, a veteran player, and he he definitely does what uh, Bill Guerin and Dean Evason alluded to in that he is uh, he's a pain to play against. You know, Jewel Ericsonek has that similar type of game where he's just a pain for opponents to go up against. And so that's you know that's something that the Wild are trying to add to their arsenal with the, uh, the elite-level scoring that they have at the top end. So, Bill Guerin making some more moves. It sounds like he may not be done. So, uh, when we come back, we'll take a look at what might be the next domino to fall because the Wilds continue to be linked to a mister Mark Marc-Andre Fleury. We will talk about that when we come back here on Locked on Wilds. It is the month of March. Spring is right around the corner. If you are trying to continue your eating better journey, Built Bar is here to help. Now, if you've gone through the uh, lineup of Built Bars and you're looking for something to just shake things up a little bit, puffs are definitely a great route to go. If you've never tried puffs, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And just like other built bars, they contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that with your average candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to get in on the Puffs Bonanza, Head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Once you're finished with today's episode, uh, keep in mind that uh, on Monday we will be having quite a bit of trade deadline coverage including Locked on Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all of the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our roster of local team experts. Plus, you can catch our own live trade deadline show for the Minnesota Wild at 2 p.m. Central Time to cover all of the moves the Wild make on deadline day. You can find Locked on Fantasy Hockey wherever you listen to podcasts. Mark andre Fleury, continuing to be linked to the Minnesota Wild and Michael Russo alluding once again that uh, Bill Guerin has uh, been checking in on the uh, Chicago netminder. It is interesting that uh, there, are, there are a lot of factors at play here. So for one, we looked a while back at whether or not Marc-Andre Fleury would be an upgrade over uh, what the Wild currently have in net. And the reason was is because it's a little difficult to tell if Fleury's numbers are the byproduct of Chicago's overall team in front of him or if they are the result of him himself getting a little older and uh, starting to kind of lose some of the uh, the impact level skills that he had, you know, in previous years in his career as, such as with the Vegas Golden Knights. So, you know, in looking at his numbers as of right now, 19 and 20, 19, 20 and 5 on the season. That really doesn't matter. 2.9 goals against average and he has a 90.9 save percentage. 22 quality starts of the 44 that he has right now. He also has 11 starts, which could be equated to really bad starts. That's a start with a save percentage below 85%. Now, goals saved above average is at 1.1. His adjusted goals against average is 3.01. So the numbers as they are right now are not too far off. Of what was expected of Flurry um, as we came into the season, you look at some of his performances against teams that uh, the Wilds would potentially match up uh, against in the playoffs, and uh, he has had some good uh, he's had some good outings against some of those uh, potential playoff opponents, um, but he has also had some games in which he has been uh, exposed a little bit and just started the year off on just an absolutely dreadful run that was largely in part to Chicago not carrying a lead until the uh, sixth game of the season. But started the season off, gave up four goals against Colorado, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and gave up six goals to Detroit. Um, He did bounce back a little bit, but uh, had a rough outing against the Jets where he gave up five goals in the first month of the season. Gave up five goals to the Rangers. Gave up four goals and a win to the Washington Capitals. But uh, he has rebounded a little bit. Um, did, in one of his last starts, get uh, worked pretty good by the Tampa Bay Lightning to the tune of six goals allowed. So is it the team in front of him? Is it him? What is the cause for this, you know, kind of regression of the numbers that we're seeing for Marc Andre Fleury? He is 37, but um, you know, you look at Cam Talbot's numbers too. They're not that far off from what Fleury's doing. Talbot has a 90.7 save percentage, a 2.98 goals against average. Now, goals saved above expected, he's at negative 2.2, so he has actually given up two, 2.2 more goals than the average goalie would and i so my first first thing to kind of summarize the the flurry pursuit is it an upgrade over what the Minnesota Wild currently have and that's not part of the equation there is actually in the net but the other part of the equation is what is going on in front of the net and it seems like it's been equal parts. One is more of an issue than the other on particular nights, but it does seem like in the wild struggles here uh, over the last couple of weeks that they have been pushed around pretty good by their opponents and you know that that's leading to opportunities in front of the net where players are simply just staying standing pat right in front of the goalie because uh, the Wild haven't been able to push them away from that area. Um, additional chances, because players come in and they just move the Wild off the puck. Rebounds that aren't corralled. Bad bounces. It's just, there are a lot of factors in play. And so, I guess my question is, would these same things still be happening if the Wild go out and get Mark andre Fleury? Would he fix some of the things that are going on with the team in front of him, or would those continue to happen? The other thing that's a little bit of an if for me is the cost. Just gave up a third-round pick for uh, Nick Delorier, and that was for a guy that's, that's going to play mostly fourth line for this team. Chicago is going to be able to ask for a lot for Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, we do have some prospects potentially going out of the system, that of course being Jack McBain, that will bring some draft picks back in. But I don't see a scenario in which the Chicago Blackhawks don't ask for at least a second-round pick for Marc-Andre Fleury. And it's probably going to be more like a first-round pick because there are some crazy hauls coming in or players that are being traded. And the Flyers trade, you know, Philly was kind of backed into a corner with Drew. He he wanted to go to Florida. And so despite a better offer from the Avalanche, they really didn't have another route that they could go um, to make that happen. So, yeah, that trade looks bad. But at the end of the day, when you really think about it after I got done kind of laughing at Chuck Fletcher – when you really think about it, they didn't have a whole ton of options uh, for that. So you have to do the best you can in that situation. But this is not that situation for the Minnesota Wilds. Mark andre Fleury, the, the Blackhawks are going to be able to get something back in return for him considering that they just traded... Um, They just made a trade with the Tampa Bay Lightning that netted them a couple of first-round picks plus prospects. So the price to get Flurry is going to be very high. Now, if Bill Guerin is okay with that, then so be it. But I'll circle back to what we said before, in that if some of the issues that are facing this team are not necessarily on the goalie, is he going to fix them? That's, that's the thing that I, that's the thing that I wonder about, is if you fix some of the, the things in front, and by that I mean the, uh, the defense and just you know, some of the overall physicality of this team at times, if you fix some of that stuff, do the numbers for Cam Talbot look better? Do the numbers for Capo Kakinen look better? And then, if that's the case, you really need to throw a first-round pick to Chicago to go get a guy like Mark Andre Fleury, who might be might be an upgrade. But if he's not, then you know, where are we at? So it's they're going to be linked to him between now and the deadline. So I would say there's a non-zero chance that it happens. It's all going to come down to what that price ask is. Or Chicago, and so we'll uh, we'll keep tabs on it. We'll keep an eye on it, but Cam Talbot's recent performances probably should factor into the decision as well. Because yes, I know Chicago not great offensively, but Talbot did look pretty good uh, in that game. So something to keep in mind. And uh, yeah, it's regardless, it's going to be a very active trade deadline. It already has been, but there should still be plenty of dominoes. That, uh, that fall for the Wild between now and then and for the NHL in general. Uh, we'll finish today by taking a look at some of the other things that the Wild may look to address before Monday's deadline uh, and uh, that'll be how we leave things. So we'll uh, take a look at what else Bill Guerin might do. That's coming up next here on Locked on Wild. The NCAA tournament is in full swing. There have been no shortage of of crazy upsets so far and uh, your bracket is probably like mine absolutely toast but there is one spot that can help you keep up to date with all the latest odds contests and player props that is betonline.net they are the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcasts and news this season And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of it at BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment of today's bonus emergency episode. Of Locked on Wilds. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Trade deadline is 2 p.m. Central Time on Monday. Well, technically tomorrow. So, Bill Guerin has addressed a couple of things. He's got Tyson Jost in the fold um, to center that, uh, that fourth line in exchange for Nico Sturm. Brought in Nick Delorier to also help that fourth line in kind of becoming more of a rock 'em, sock 'em, kind of a a fourth line to uh, help the grief line in uh, setting the tone. So, what are some other spots that the Wild should uh, be keeping an eye on to make maybe another depth move? Um, Shout out Anson Carter. Uh, another depth move to uh, to help this team if they're gonna get themselves further back on track and try to just go at right at somebody's teeth in the playoffs. Well, I think I think the spot that I would suggest is uh, another defenseman. And I know I've been super vocal that the goaltending needs to improve. The goaltending needs to you know pick it up. To, uh, to help out this team. And in, in looking back and, uh, and looking at some of the games and looking at some of the goals scored and looking at some of the other things, um, I'm not totally letting the goaltending off the hook, but there have been some issues defensively, some gaps, some leaks, some uh, soft spots in this wild defense that have uh, led to... Um, opponents being able to uh to score seemingly at will. Uh we saw it in the Boston Bruins game. Uh a shot down to the point that hits Matt Dumba in the skate and it pops perfectly out for a um, a rebound and an easy tap and goal. Now that that's not necessarily on the defense, but you know, Dumba being right in front of Cam Talbot. And uh, I'm not sure, not sure if he was looking for the shot, what was going on there. That, that's probably one of those fluky puck luck goals. Now, the other one that was scored by the Bruins, the Marchand power play goal where he skates into the zone. He catches the wild in between because half of the penalty kill was retreating towards the net. The other half was trying to get into the zone, um, which allowed for a pretty uh, wide open shot from the uh just to the right of the top of the zone. In a screen in front of Talbot. Goal sails into the net uh to tie it up at two two. Um it just it seems like there just has been, you know, a healthy amount of traffic in front of the net for one. And we have no shortage of smaller defensemen. Now, Jared Spurgeon, very, very good. Very good. But um not, not one of the taller defensemen in the league. And not just not just height, but strength too. I keep doing this. I don't know why. But um I, I think that's why we saw Jordy Ben get as much play as he has been because he is a little bigger, he just doesn't really bring you a whole lot other than that. So if we can find a way to kind of upgrade Jordy Ben for a defenseman that can actually move around a little bit, but still can give you that that big presence. Uh you know this. I I think this was brought up in either the SodaPods' last appearance on here, the last crossover that we did, or my last crossover there. Um, and, and if it wasn't the SodaPod, forgive me, but it just it seems like it was them because this seems like something that is completely, you know, out of left field enough that it would come from those guys. And again. Follow them if you don't, because they uh, they are a source of some great Minnesota Wild related content here uh, in the Minnesota Wild podcast landscape. But uh, Zedano Chara was brought up, and this is on me for uh, checking this, you know, as we are recording this episode. But um, obviously, is just an absolute monster um on the uh, on that backline defense and so you bring somebody like that in who can kind of rotate with some of those guys and uh, and gives you just a massive amount of size and some physicality that and and maybe not necessarily Zidan Ochara but somebody like that who can do what Nick Delorier is going to be able to do which is to mix it up when needed And to be another player on this team that can frustrate, can wear down, and can bully the opponents, Uh, if they can find somebody out on the market that can do that, um, I think that would be a worthwhile avenue for Bill Guerin to look into uh, to try to further improve this roster. And so, you know, the other element that we didn't necessarily talk about um, with Delorier in bringing him in is that I think that moves Nick Bugstad to your 13th forward. More than capable, if somebody gets hurt, of stepping into a spot in the lineup, but in some of Garen's comments, um, it it certainly seems like he is somebody that is going to play every day. Now, in this defenseman case, if you bring somebody in, are they going to be somebody that you play every day, or somebody that can give you a little bit of a change of pace? If somebody needs a day off or gets a little banged up, and there are plenty of those guys out there, it's just up to Bill Guerin to, to uh, excuse me to assess the cost and to pull the trigger. Um, I, I, and I don't even know if if. Um, Zdeno Ochara would be a bad get um, per se. I mean, he's just looking at his numbers. He's playing around 18 minutes per night uh, for the New York Islanders right now at uh, the age of 44. Um, ton of hits, ton of blocks. So maybe that's the route you go. I don't know if you. I don't know if you would necessarily even want to come here, but. Maybe that's the route you go to uh, just bring in. It's a theme, I think, that the Wild are showing that they need to get, and Bill Guerin is going out and getting it. Get some players that, if you get punched in the mouth, can step up to the front of the line and punch back. That's where we're going to leave it for today. Now, we've got a lot coming at you between now and the end of the trade deadline, so... We'll, we'll do our usual Micheletti Monday. We'll talk with Alex Micheletti about the weekends. Look at the week ahead uh, for this wild team. We'll talk a little bit about the Vegas Golden Knights game. We've got a crossover coming up with Locked On Golden Knights that will also drop on Monday. So we got those two episodes as well. We will probably record a third episode that will pop up sometime later Sunday night. Uh, in just you know a primer for um, some of the other moves that have been made throughout the NHL just to try to get up to speed. Then on Monday, if we have any news, any trades uh, throughout the day, we'll have, uh, of course, the, the lockdown now is for that throughout the day. And then at uh, 2 o'clock Central Time, we're going live. We'll do it live as uh, – as, um, why can't I think of his name now? Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. We're, uh, we're going to be live for uh, an episode of Locked on Wild to recap the trade deadline. 2 o'clock Central Time here on YouTube, so uh, make sure to stay tuned for that as well. But we got a ton coming at you because there's a lot going on throughout the NHL, so make sure to stay tuned with us. I know we've had a flood of new subscribers to the YouTube channel here over the last few days, so welcome to those of you who uh, are new to the channel uh, we'll definitely keep you uh, up to date, and I think I think this week we're going to uh, fire up a mailbag too. We got enough people that subscribe to this channel, uh, and especially some new ones that uh, I'm sure you've all got some burning questions, Minnesota Wild related. So we'll fire up a mailbag this week as well, but it's um, going to be a crazy trade deadline. I'm excited. My first trade deadline as host of Locked on Wild, so... We uh, will make sure we do it right. We'll make sure we keep you covered if the wild do make any moves here, uh, any additional moves between now and the trade deadline. So that's all we got. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already to locked on wild to stay up to date with all of your favorite Minnesota wild news and uh, recaps to games, trades, general news as well. We hit on everything just to try to keep you as up to date as possible. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button and follow us everywhere on social media as well so that you can stay up to date on everything going on in the state of hockey. If a puck drops, if news breaks, if somebody gets traded, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.